You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... Hey Queens, what's going on? It is that time of the week again where we sit down and have a chat with one of your favourite superstars from Six the Musical somewhere in the world. And this time we are throwing it back to somebody that actually left the cast uh, about this time last year, nearly. Um, and we are bringing her back into the queendom and chatting all things Six the Musical with Vicky Mansa. Uh, this is so exciting. For those of OG's followers on my account, you guys would know uh, that I started out as pretty much like a v- Vicky Stan account for the first couple of months until I found my feet. So to sit down and have a chat with this amazing woman was so fantastic. Plus, she's just released a brand new single that you can go and listen to right now. All the links are down below. We mentioned it at the end of the episode, but pause right here. Go listen to it. Come back. Listen to the podcast episode. Then go listen to it again. Put it on repeat and keep listening to it. Um, Go show it some love. All the links are down below. If you don't follow me or Vicky, make sure you do. All those links are down below as well. But other than that, guys, uh, it is another week. Make sure you guys are checking out Theatre Fans TV. We've had Athena Collins on doing a a concert. I just forgot my words. Uh, we've got Dana Steingold on this week and Mariah Rose Faith doing a concert as well. So make sure you're checking out theatrefanstv.com to get all of that. But other than that, you know what time it is. It is Saturday. It is time for a brand new podcast. Let's get down. Here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Hey, queens, and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. This week, we are joined by one of my favorite humans to ever grace the stage in this show, Miss Vicky Mansa. Hello. Oh, stop that. Thank Mate. you, my darling. When, Hello. Account, when my account first started for a solid like two months, it was literally like, a stan account for you before I kind of <laughs> so I got you back um welcome <laughs> to the podcast thank you for coming and hanging out with us thank you so much I have a fun one to start you off okay what type, what type of berry is best oh what a good question yeah what type of berry is best um I am partial to a strawberry yeah. I like a strawberry um and is a cherry a berry? It's the same shape as a berry, so I'll count it as yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. If it is a berry, I'm going to go with cherry. I love cherry, but I don't, I'm not sure if it's a berry or not. Because it's got they, a in it. They count grapes as berries, and grapes have. Oh, do they? Apparently, on the list that I was looking at. Um, um, well, what else I, have we got on the list? Um, oh, wow. Maybe I've missed some really good ones. The top eight berries were blueberries, raspberries, goji berries, strawberries, bilberries, ashi berries, cranberries, and grapes. Right. Well, cherries is not on the list, so let's go strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, what is your most used emoji? I'm going to have a look for you right now. It, it mixes up between two. Uh, right now, my my top one is the crying, laughing face. That's like my go-to. I don't think it's ever yeah. my top. <laughs> Isn't it? It's it, that's top, and then second is a heart. Oh, sharing the love. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> if you could go back to any point in history to witness a moment, what would the moment be? Oh, my God, that's such a good question. Um, 
Do you know what? I think I would, uh, I'd love to go back when Elvis was alive and watch one of his concerts. And you know how, like, Top of the Pops is that, do you have Top of the Pops in Australia? Yeah, I know what it is. I don't, I, I think we had a, like a different version, but like similar thing. So yeah, when they like chart every week and then they come and they sing live yeah. or not live and they lip sync. Um, and then you've got all the like screaming fans around this tiny like square stage. Yeah. I, I'd love to be there and witness that, I think. Good vibes. I'd love to see live. This wasn't on my list, um, but I know you're a huge country music fan and so am <gasps> I. Um, so who is right now, who's your favorite country music artist to listen to? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, Chris Stapleton has just brought out a new track, Cold, and it is phenomenal. It is so great. Um, but, I mean, my main, like, I obviously I love Dolly. Dolly is just a dreamboat. I love her. I love Reba McIntyre. Um, but growing up, I used to listen to Alison Krauss, like, all the time uh Alison Krauss and the Union Station and um yeah I love them they're great and the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks as they they now are yeah oh so. I, the Dixie Chicks man they are so <sighs> good so I good. love them. I took my dad to go and see them at the O2 um for Christmas one year and uh, I was it was just the best I loved it oh wonderful um Last but not least, before we get stuck into the theatery part of things, on a night out, what's your go-to drink? <laughs> okay, it is uh, Maker's Mark and Diet Coke all the way. I love a bourbon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. True country girl right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if it's not that, it's a beer. And if it's not a beer, then it's a gin and tonic. But always, always at the end of the night, I will go to my whiskeys, 100%. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. So how did you get into the performing arts and theatre as a whole? Um, I danced since I can remember. Uh, I started really young, maybe when I was like three or four. Um, and that's all I ever wanted to do. I just wanted to be a dancer. Uh, and I broke my leg when I was really young. I broke it twice in exactly the same place. It, you know, it was bit crazy um and basically the second time that I broke it my dance teacher I wasn't able to do the dance show that we were doing and she was like well do you want to sing instead because I could walk on it by this point but I just couldn't dance on it so I sang and she gave me an acting role as well and that was when I was like oh there's more than just dancing like I love it all let me do it all like greedy greedy so that was sort of really the moment that I was like yeah, I love it. I love it all. Um, and so I joined a youth theatre group when I was 10. Um, and I started doing like uh, amateur, am amateur, what's that? <laughs> amateur dramatics when I was 10. Um, and it's just, it's just all I ever wanted to do. I, I can't remember a time where I ever wanted to be anything else. Yeah. I love it. That's so good. Um, and, and since getting into theatre, you've, performed some pretty top-end shows fame cabaret horrors beautiful sunny afternoon bad out of hell six obviously um what would you think is the highlight for you so far out of your resume my highlight for me 
was definitely my first Carol King show that I did when I did the show in town um, in the West End. I, I I got to do it once in the year contract that I had, and it was just incredible. It, I'm just I'm beaming about it now. I just love it. Like it, it was so so special. I had so many people come and support me and. Um, oh God, it was just amazing. And I think I was only maybe 22, 23 at the time. Um, and like taking on this big role and I was just like, I'm in heaven right now, literally in heaven. It was, it was a blur, but it was the best kind of blur ever. And I remember, I haven't actually said this in an interview, (laughs) I was so happy when I'd got to, so like I had just so much adrenaline throughout the whole show and then the finale came and it was that kind of like, oh my God, I've done it. I've got to the end. Like, uh, I can't, I can't believe I've just made it to the end. And so my, whatever I had just was all over the shop and, (laughs) and I tried to sing the finale and my voice was just like, no, we're done. We're good. You're we're done. calling it here. You're done. You're done. And so <laughs> got to the finale and I was trying to get my woes out. And literally, instead of singing them, in the end, I was just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's just like, no, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. I was just, but do you know what? I was okay with it. I had the best time. It was great. <laughs> I love that. Um, so before we jump into six, um, just touch quickly on what you are doing with Sharp Academy at the moment and um, what everything there is, because that is huge. And I want to plug it. Go nuts. Yeah, it's, um, oh, I love it. I love it. So Sharp Academy, if I just give you a, a little lowdown of how it all came about, um, the theatre group that I started at when I was 10, um, it got taken over by Daniel Sharp when I was uh, 16. So he he bought the company and from the get-go, he he made me dance captain. Uh, we just, we got on really well and he had loads of part-time schools. And he said, do you want to come and teach at my part-time schools and come and uh, teach jazz and musical theatre? And and I was like, yeah, great. So, so literally from 16, I started working for him. And he always had said that it would be a dream of his to open up a college and um I sort of I never really I never really left I obviously I left the company when I was 18 and I went to go and train professionally uh but I stayed as choreographer for the company and um and when I was working professionally and I couldn't do that I used to just come back and guest teach and and all this kind of stuff and and he you know he would always mention it oh you know I'm, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and then when the company was 10 years old um he I had a message from him being like I'm, I'm doing it I'm opening the college next year can I pick your brains about you know your college experience and whatever so we went for a coffee um and that was when he asked me to be artistic director for the college and I was just like I do I do <laughs> yes great um it felt like this massive proposal and I was like oh god yeah um so absolutely thrilled so basically we've created this course uh together um and we have we're now in our second year we have two fantastic year groups that are doing a three-year diploma um 
with us uh, to, to go and work professionally in the industry. And they work, they, they have classes from half eight till six o'clock every day um, in absolutely everything you can imagine. And uh, it's just amazing to, I've always loved teaching and I love, I love choreographing. I'm very uh, creative. So it's just really nice to be able to work with um, kids that re- well, they're not kids, they're adults that really, really want, to do it and seeing your visions come alive and watching them grow and it's just really really exciting to be such a big part of it as well um I love it I love it love it love it I can tell (laughs) (laughs) um okay so six the musical that is why we're here Mm. um how did you find out about the show what was your introduction to it well I found out about it when my agent called me with an audition um before that point uh, I was in Bat Out of Hell at the time with Courtney Stapleton and Colette Guitar we shared a dressing room and Colette had mentioned that her mum had seen this show about Tudors and we were like oh that's interesting um interesting thing that you want to base your show on but all right and said that it was amazing and and that was sort of the only thing that I'd ever heard about it before. And we th- it took us ages, actually, to put two and two together because we didn't know that the name of the show was Six then. And we were like, ah, oh, like, uh, down the line, we were like, Colette, that must have been the show that your mum saw. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And obviously, when, when me and Courtney auditioned for it, uh, it was quite early doors still. There was a couple of Mega Sixes online, but nothing really to, to look at, to to gauge anything from it was all so new still um so yeah I didn't know anything about it to be honest I went in completely blind um and actually um the original audition was for a swing and at that point in my career I was like look I'm 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 really grateful but I I really do need to try and get out of this swing box and and take like a different path so there was uh, this tiny part of me that was like considering not going for it (laughs) (laughs) and my agent was like look let's go for it and see what happens and we can talk about it down the line oh my god thank god thank god I went for it Jesus what a fool I would have been if I didn't hey (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) <laughs> we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if I hadn't gone. Incredible. That's crazy to think about. So um, what was your audition process? Like how did it work on, from your perspective? So it's, I know that they run the auditions differently now. Um, but when I auditioned, the first round was take two pop songs. Um, so I think, I think I took her, Christina Aguilera, and I took, um, I think I took Mama Knows Best, Jessie J, uh, sang them both, came out thinking, oh, do you know what? That wasn't that great. I don't think I'm, don't think I'm going to get recalled for this. And I did. I thought, oh my God, that's, that's weird. Uh, and the next day was like a, a big, long old day, like nine till five, um, working nine till five. Oh, I love you, Dolly. Um, nine to five just doing all the different dance routines you had to I was given three of the queens to learn initially which was Berlin Seymour and Aragon 
Um, and I did, so I did bits of them and uh, the opening speech as well. And then after that, there was another dance round and they gave me Howard and mm, Pa to learn. And then by the last audition, I'd basically done the entire show. So I was like, you better cast me because wow. I know the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So do you remember the moment you got the call? I do. Yeah, I was at home uh, in in my flat and actually my best friend was up from Devon at the time um and I got the call to say that I got it and we ordered 75 pounds worth of Chinese to celebrate (laughs) (laughs) we had Chinese for days that's great that's that's just the ultimate celebration right there That's, (laughs) that's just where it's at um so going into You'd, you'd swung before six, obviously. So um, you had your swing process of learning tracks, obviously, down pat. So how did you find picking up um, this show with how intricate, say, the Cory is from Carrie Ann and all of that? How did you find this show to swing in? I don't know what it was about this show. I just, at the beginning, in the rehearsal process, I felt pretty relaxed, which... It just doesn't happen. I cry every rehearsal process. I will have a moment where I'm out in the road on the phone to my mum going, mum, I can't do it. It's so hard. I don't know why they picked me. And then I'm like, right, okay, I've had my moment. Let's go back in. Let's go and tackle it. Um, And six was the only process where I didn't have that moment. I just, I don't know what it was. I just absolutely like felt like really comfortable from the get-go and and just felt so lucky to be able to play all six of the queens and learn all six of the queens I was just like this is an epic job this is so like so great like you don't ever get to cover six lead parts in one show that are all equally as good as each other um and also the fact that you get to put your own spin on it. Like, I just love that. I love that about the show. So it was just a really fun process of like discovering what I was going to do with each of the roles. And um, I think going from Bat, where we had basically learned 18 different tracks dance wise, then going to do six different tracks dance wise, that element was like, oh, phew, okay, fine. It was more so the harmonies and the lines um, that were more difficult in six than like Bat Out of Hell, for instance. Um, But, you know, the more that you do stuff and the more that you practice, the more that it's there and it it just uh, falls into place. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, With the whole finding yourself in each of the queens, how was that process for you? Did you struggle with any of them to kind of find that, oh, cool, this is me as this queen yeah for sure there were some that came more easier than others definitely one that I struggled with and it was actually it happened to be my alternate to start with was Cleves um because I obviously Lexi is just iconic she is iconic and she she has her way of playing it and if I had gone in and done it in the same way that that she does the role then it just would have been laughable because it's just like I'm I'm a completely different person to her and I just thought I'm never honestly I got in my head a little bit about it I was like I'm never gonna be able to live up 
to to her doing it um and so I really did have to find my own take uh, my own way of doing it that was sort of like not going to be compared in the slightest and uh it took a while and then one day I was just like Gemma Collins Gemma Collins it's Gemma Collins from TOWIE which might be a completely like weird thing if if she's not made it over to Australia but basically there's this program about people from Essex uh and Gemma Collins is like a really big character from it and I just thought it's it's that new money thing like where you've just become you've just rocketed into this um you know money um and you you're just loving it and and I was like that's what I'm going to base her on uh so it came it came eventually um but it did take a while. Yeah. That was probably the hardest one for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's talk about another big part of this show that is completely off stage. And that's the queendom. Um, Cause you came into the show kind of as it was reaching kind of the peak of, Oh my God, this is taking off. Um, yeah. So coming into that, seeing Amy, Jay, uh, Millie, all of that kind of skyrocket in their social media presence. What was it like for you when, you got announced as joining the cast I'm not gonna lie I was I was nervous about it I was really nervous about it because there is this whole stigma still about um you know covers and whatnot and don't get me wrong it's getting better and six is phenomenal and not part of that stigma at all um and we sort of knew that there wasn't that stigma attached to it because Grace Moat was so well received by uh the queendom um but there was still a part of me that was like oh everybody loves this group of girls so much how is it going to be with another two like is it you know it could go one of one or two ways um and actually it was i had nothing to be worried about oh my goodness they just welcomed us with open arms and it's just insane. I don't think I'll ever experience anything like it again, actually. Um, it's it's just phenomenal. But I do think that six have got such a, a big part to play in that because when we were announced, we had our own video. We had we had our own video when we first went on for our first show and they were constantly plug, 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 look, our amazing alternates are doing this, that, and the other. And I was like, yes, yeah. yes, six. Like so many shows need to learn from you because actually, you know, they're setting, they're setting the ground rules. They're like, we think all of these people are equally as good as each other. They are amazing in their own right. We're going to support them. And I think that does trickle down to, to the fans and the people that watch it. They're like, oh, well, if the show is promoting them and the show is saying how amazing they are, then yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to go and watch them. And we're not going to be disappointed when we're not seeing, you know, whoever. Um, so honestly, I think they have a massive part to play and I have such a, a lot to thank them for. And um, the Queendom have been so loyal in following me ever since. And um, I have a lot to thank them for. So I'm, I'm a very, very grateful girl. Yeah, I think the thing like with alternates um, and six is that six has kind of been able to shed a spotlight on how important alternates are to a show as a whole. Um, like yeah. a show doesn't happen without 
people in the wings there to go on if something happens because then you've got no one to go on. Yeah. Um, so I think that's been a huge thing that I think people have finally understood, oh, cool, these people are actually like hella important to this. And like, <laughs> it, it's funny to like watch people like try to see the alternates instead of a full cast. Oh, cool, I need to see this person. It's like, I love that. <laughs> Exactly. They're, the possibilities are endless yeah. as to what show you're going to get. And because it's not one of those shows where you have to do a carbon copy of whoever is playing the part, you literally are going to get a different show every time. And I think that is like such a great and exciting thing because um, it does make it different every time. You're never going to get bored because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. So let's throw it to the 26th of January, 2019. Your debut for Cleves. Talk me through that. Wow, that run. seems like a while ago now. Oh my goodness! Nearly Twelve months. <laughs> oh, um, craziness. Oh wait, wow. no, that's nearly it two is. years. Oh my god, I've literally just really? wiped twenty twenty from my brain, guys. Yeah, twenty twenty is gone. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my gosh, craziness. I. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love the arts theatre because it's so intimate. Um, and actually, I found my feet a lot with Cleves doing the shows rather than in rehearsals because I had I had people to react against. I had an audience that I could see that were reacting to me. And, you know, I feed off of their energy. I really do. Um, so I remember doing my debut and like getting laughs in places and I was just like yes do you know what this is gonna be all right like this is gonna be okay um uh and yeah like getting the person up to dance at the end of get down and they didn't get up and I delivered my line and and it was funny for the first time because obviously I hadn't done it to an audience before and I was just like I'm gonna have so much fun doing this so much fun yeah I loved it Going from chaotic to chaotica with Berlin as your next debut, um, mm-hmm. we could just go through the whole of 2019. But um, <laughs> what um, was it the same kind of, were you more confident going into that second cover, knowing kind of what the presence was going to be like on stage after having already covered one role? Um, I think, I don't know. I never, uh, I, I never really get to that place where I'm like, I feel, I feel comfortable. I do, I do get nervous every time. Well, I think it's a good thing because I care. Um, But I was really excited about doing Berlin because from the get go, I was like, Berlin is my girl. I love her. She's, she's hilarious. Like she's goofy. I was like, this is brilliant. And I just had a lot of fun with her. Um, so yeah, I was really excited from, from the get go. And, uh, I also I found with her track, there was a lot of scope for me to just play around and, you know, add a few little ablibs libs here and there much to, uh, Lucy and Toby's disgust. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Rain that back in, rain that back in. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I think it was like literally from the first show, that was where my absolute classic, um, tagline came from uh and it stuck it stuck when I was just sitting sitting there on the phone and I was like laughing and I was like oh absolute classic and it just it just stuck I was like (laughs) brilliant (laughs) um 
I just lost my train of thought and I had a really good one, guys, but that's okay. Um, so going into this show, um, what's it like to get into a room and get to work with the like original creative team and get to have input for people from people that actually wrote it and created the choreography and work with those people in the moment instead of kind of learning it secondhand years down the track? Yeah, um, insane. I loved it. I feel, you feel like you feel very lucky as well to to work with the people firsthand because they created this incredible show that has literally taken over the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I I always just I just feel so lucky to be a part of it and not just not just that but to be one of the few people that have got to play all six there's still only a handful of people that have done that and then to be the only person that's gone from you know um playing all six to then like covering all six to then actually getting to play a part I'm like god that's so cool and so like when I took over as Howard I got to work with Lucy and Toby on like creating a new version of Howard that just hadn't been done before and I was just like god this is epic this is so great like just you know being able to just see what's going on in their minds for that split second and their their thought process and yeah it's really it's really good that was a perfect segue because that's where I was going next. Um, <laughs> moving into the pink, um, what was that whole experience like? Because obviously um, that whole kind of couple of month period there, like you were leaving at one point and then it was like, no, Amy's leaving, Vicky's staying. Like how chaotic was that for you? And then learning, uh, not relearning, but kind of cementing yourself as Howard and having to almost forget the other five what was that yeah. whole kind of period like for you it was a weird time because I actually I actually was leaving like yeah. it, it, that wasn't that wasn't made up like I was <laughs> going uh and so I didn't find out that I was uh going to be taking over as Howard until already it had been put out that I was leaving and then I had to keep it a secret and it was all just like a bit mad to be yeah. honest um but obviously, like, I was so happy that I got to stay for a little bit longer. Going into the pink was a bit nerve-wracking for me because, number one, Amy is just sensational. Yeah. Um, and I was like, again, I was like, right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a different version. It's going to be... It's going to be different. And not only that, but it was so different to my alternate version of Howard because all of a sudden I'm in pink... I'm in a skirt. I'm a lot more girlier than I've ever had to be because yeah. I was in my blue. I was in my shorts. I was like, yeah, like, you know, a bit laddish with it all. Um, no, none of that. As soon as I got that skirt on, I was like, oh my God, I'm a different person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, what the? So it really did change. Um, yeah. It changed a lot, but it was so nice just to focus on one and really like find your feet with it and and cement this new sort of take on on her um which was like a lot more sincere than yeah. I had ever played her before uh and I think that just added a new layer of comedy because then by the end of the the whole bit where she goes and she disses all of the queens if you actually do that at so genuine and so sincere I think that it just punches you at the end when she's like goes into her song and you're like oh my god you're clever you're yeah. really clever actually 
So it was just really nice. Yeah. Um, I feel very lucky. Very lucky that I got to do it. Yeah. Uh, what, with the experience as well, because it wasn't just Howard that changed roles over that period. It was uh, mm. May left, Millie left, um, and who else? There was one more. Was uh, it? So Maya, Millie, and maybe it was just Amy. Maybe it was just the three. Oh yeah. 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 It was. So what was it like to kind of because obviously you worked with the all the different dynamics on that stage through that period to then have a brand new Berlin and a brand new par on stage what was that like knowing that you were a brand new Howard did that kind of alleviate some of the the pressure of sorts as well because it wasn't just a single role change that was happening yeah I suppose so um what is nice is the fact that sometimes you you know you can get into a routine of saying things like exactly the same way and you know to hear then somebody else say the lines in a different way and and you're just like, oh God, this is this is fresh. This is, yeah. and you, you can react differently. Like I, I know that I played. Um, I will do things differently, dependent on what I'm given in the circumstance. So, so you know, if one of the alternates was on for par, for example, then I'd be reacting differently to how I would be doing it with Danielle Steers, yeah. um, because everyone plays it differently. So it's just, it was, it was really nice to. Uh, just play about with some new energy and yeah. um, hear lines delivered in a way that you've never heard them before and you go, oh God, that's that's good. That's a good yeah. way of doing that. Um, and everyone's got their own spin and it's it's great. And it was just really nice as well to see uh, how excited the audience were about seeing seeing a fresh take and again, welcoming everybody with such open arms. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Love it. Um Overall, what has been your favourite memory with Six? There's, there's been a few. Um, you can rattle off a few. This is your episode. You can, you can take. <laughs> <laughs> um, I adored doing West End Live with them. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. And that was West End Live was always on my bucket list, and I was like, I really want to do it. Really want to do it. And I got to do it with Bat Out of Hell, and it was epic because bat out of hell also had a fandom that was really loyal and and then i did it with six and i was like oh no oh no that was nothing in comparison to this and just again like it just never happens where the covers or alternates or anyone gets to do that kind of thing because it's always the it's always the cast and and uh so I was just like, God, this is just epic. I felt so lucky and it was amazing. And to be to be then recognized on the street after that, and I was like, this is mad. This is crazy. <laughs> um, so so that was that's a highlight. Getting to go to the Olivier's was amazing. Um, because every show that I'd done up until that point as well, I could have been there. And I just missed out on the chance of going. So, like, I just joined Sunny at the time. Um, so I was, like, a few weeks into rehearsals and they were there. And I was like, oh, God, that was... I know them. I know them. I'm working with them. Like, it just would have been so nice. Um, beautiful. I was, like, a year late because they were there the, the year that Sunny was there. Yeah. Bat Out of Hell didn't get nominated, which was craziness. And they should have been, because it was a brilliant show. 
so I was like, every year I was like, oh my God, I just want to go to the Olympics. And then I got to go with six. So big up six, again, <laughs> making it really happen. Um, but yeah, my first night for sure. Um, and closing night as well, mental. Uh, and my opening night for Howard and my closing night for Howard. Rah. All the feels, all the feels. The standing ovation after all you want to do, I was um, overwhelmed. You're literally overwhelmed. reading my brain because we're going into this. So feel free. Like, <laughs> about to ask, like the like the emotional wave that would have happened because you were there. How long did you play Howard? It was two? A couple of months. Yeah, um, yeah October, November, December. Yeah. So you had it pretty much under your belt. You kind of would have had it in your mind at one point that you were leaving three months earlier to finally get to that point where, damn, I'm actually leaving the show. What was that kind of final few days like of prepping yourself to move on? I, um, it, it's a funny one because I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I was just like, Oh God, I really, I loved the show. Um, I was very, very excited to to go and do Carol, but at the time, before before I knew I'd got Carol, uh, I didn't I didn't want to leave the show. I was just like, oh, I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, so so then I felt so like honoured that I'd got to stay that extra bit longer because I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm not done with it. I'm not done. Um, so to get to do that, I was like, ah, oh, do you know what? We can not close that chapter because don't get me wrong. I think I'd go back in a heartbeat, uh, <laughs> if I could. but you know, I felt like, okay, now, now I'm is the ready. time. Yeah. Like fine. I've done my, I've done my bit. Um, so, so yeah. And it was just like, Oh my God, I'm not going to get to live my pop star dreams every night. Like <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> what was going through your head when the standing ovation happened? Uh, honestly, I, it was a, it was blur. It was a blur. <laughs> I, I was just like standing there with my head up and, and I could hear everybody going crazy. And, and I was just like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> this is mad. This is mad. Um, yeah, very, very grateful. Very grateful then transitioning from six heading out on tour with beautiful what how did you um deal with like the switch of obviously shows characters mindsets everything heading out on tour and not being located in town how did that whole process work for you um so I was quite lucky because I'd done the show before in the rehearsal process I was doubling up I was rehearsing in the day for beautiful and I was going and doing the shows at night at six and thank goodness I'd done the show before because in the evenings, that's when you like go home and you learn your lines and whatever. And thank goodness it had stayed somewhere in the back of my brain because I, I think I picked up my script maybe once um, and it just came flooding back all the direction, all the harmonies, like everything. It was just, I thought it had gone in one ear and out the other when I didn't need it but it was buried deep within me somewhere so so that was really nice I felt confident in that I felt confident in the show and um and I was just I was ready I was ready to play that part again because as soon as I finished 
the um the the show in London when I did it I I said I said to like I said to my family I was like I'm not done with that show I need to play that part again I need to play that part and I still feel like it now like it's not enough I just want to I just want to keep on doing it because Carol King for me is the dream role it really is it's just amazing um but obviously you know it was a massive difference going from this show that was so hyper and like Blah, out there in your face to go then back to that nat- naturalistic style yeah. um and a completely different style of singing as well like it's nice to change it up a little bit uh I was nervous as hell about going on tour <laughs> I actually ended up having the best time of my life yeah. so yeah it was great I love it um right now obviously we are in quarantine guys um if you aren't aware um it's still happening. It is what? Where? Where have you been? <laughs> Are you living under a rock? If so, mm-hmm. how have you gotten away with it? Because I would love to know your secrets. Um, what is the biggest thing you've learned during this time of isolation and being away from theatre and everything like yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing I've learned, and I'm still learning to do, um, but I keep telling myself, is to live in the moment and enjoy the moment. You, there is no point in worrying about the past because it's happened. And there is no point in worrying about the future because we literally have no clue what is going on. And I think that's something that I'm terrible for is that I never in fully enjoy what I'm doing in that moment because I'm always thinking, what can I do next? What can I do next that's gonna better myself? What's the next step? Like what is gonna take me to the top of that ladder? babe, stop. You're at the top of your ladder at the moment. Like just chill your beans. You can't get any higher at this moment. Like I'm, I'm constantly just like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but no, no. Yeah. But take a step back, look around at what you've achieved and just go, Oh my God, you did that. How amazing is that? Just enjoy it. So that is definitely what I have uh, learnt during lockdown. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And then I just go, no, Vic, come on, yeah. remember. You kind of catch yeah. yourself in a moment. You're like, oh, just calm down. It's okay. <laughs> Take yeah, yeah. Queens, we have another announcement. It's probably already out on social media by the time you were listening to this episode. Because yesterday, I'm pretty sure I've got my days right. Vicky, you released <laughs> something. Um, guys, we're recording this like a week in advance. So... <laughs> but like yesterday take it away vicky what what did you announce what 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 is going on in the world of vicky mansa well if it is the 10th of october then yesterday i released my second single <laughs> we're checking calendars just to make sure and this will not be edited out because you know authenticity guys hey, why not this is how we roll 10th of october yeah yesterday Yes, right. Yesterday, guys. Oh my God. Yesterday. Yesterday, I released my second single. It went to number one in Australia. I'm putting it out in the universe now. <laughs> Worldwide. It's just topping all the charts. Worldwide. It went number one. <laughs> now going to the Billboard Music Awards, guys. It's there. <laughs> and because we said it first here in the universe, I'm Vicky's plus yeah, one. <laughs> we said it. We said it. Um, now, yesterday I released my my single. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's gone as well as the first one. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm super. Well, I'm super excited about it, and I'm sure on the 10th of October I'll be ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> but right now, I am. I'm really looking forward to releasing it and getting it out in the world. And yeah. um, 
yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. I'm so excited. Don't press play. Uh, <laughs> um, it did actually chart in Australia, my last single. Did you know that? I know that? it did, yeah, because I listened to it like four for like a For like a split second, but it did chart and I am taking that. <laughs> We'll make it happen for a little longer this time. I got- <laughs> yeah, let's just make it happen, guys. <laughs> um, with obviously being away from six, what's the biggest thing you've missed about six in particular? Um, I think the whole concert vibe performance thing. Um, singing like with a microphone. I know it sounds weird, but obviously in musical theatre, you don't get to hold your microphone. You, yeah. It's attached to your edge somewhere or whatever. So, um, so I do. I miss. I miss performing like that because you you literally do feel like a pop star. And actually, I did a drive-in event a couple of weeks ago um, with the six girls, and I sang with Courtney and Colette. We sang with our band that we have, and um, and obviously we're all holding microphones, and we had Cory. Well, we went full out. We went full out Friday for this event. We did choreo for our numbers, and and I felt like a pop star again uh, for that split moment. I was just like, yes, uh, that's probably what I miss the most about it. <laughs> that's wonderful. All right, guys, all the links for all of the stuff that we have mentioned, Sharp Academy, Vicky's album, everything, single, everything will be down below in the description. So if you've Album's heard it. coming. <laughs> Hey, you heard it here first, guys. We're dropping all the news. Look at that. <laughs> all the leaks. Um, so all the links will be down below. Click, listen, play, 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 play. Repeat. Simple. Easy. Um, all right. Toby and Lucy come to you, Vicky. After quarantine, they're like, hey, we want you back. Um, you get to choose the queen. You get to play. You're not a swing. You're just a single. Who are you choosing? Berlin. I, before I asked the question, I knew the answer. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly where this is going. Everybody knows it. It's no secret. I love her. Obviously, I don't have favourites though. Like that's rude, but um, I do. I do have favourites, and it's Berlin. <laughs> Inside the show, I just skipped over like forty questions. Um, what is your favourite moment in the show, or was your favourite moment in the show? Mm. Oh. Uh, well, I think, I don't know, actually, that's a really good question. Um, six, when you finish six and you punch your hands up in the air and the confetti comes down, that's epic. Yeah. That is epic. I agree. And on that epic note, Queens, we are going to wrap things up this week. Uh, Vicky, thank you for coming and hanging out. Um, Oh my God, any time. Guys, I've been trying to make this episode happen since like, the first week of the podcast and we got here <laughs> 38 I think episodes later but we got here guys oh yes. my goodness no it's not been that long I th- it's, it might be 37 you might be okay <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that makes it better <laughs> but guys um please check out everything in the description box below make sure you're going to check out theater fans tv as well because we are up and running all the stuff is there and vicky and the crew might be making an appearance at some point in the coming weeks. So make sure you are heading over there and subscribing. All the links are down below. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Queen of Podcast. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.